0: The Bengals host the Texans on Sunday at Paycor Stadium. C.J. Stroud, well, he's the favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. We discuss him, plus the Bengals' hot streak, and much, much more on a crossover edition of Locked on Bengals.
1: You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hi again everyone and welcome in to a special crossover edition on the locked on podcast network previewing a matchup that should be a good one. Bengals mm. and Texans on Sunday 1 p.m Eastern. I'm James Urpine along with Cody Davis James uh, I'm locked on Bengal's host Cody is the locked on Texans host and thank you so much for making us your first listen. today's crossover, is brought to you by Prize Picks, The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And Cody, obviously this is a, a big matchup. I, I think it's bigger than a lot of people realized it would be <laughs> coming into the season with, oh, with yeah. both of these teams 500 or better. What's the biggest storyline with the Texans right now? I think I know the answer, but what's the biggest storyline around them following their big win over Tampa?
1: Well, of course, obviously the biggest storyline that everybody knows is the performance that not only C.J. Stroud, but the Houston Texans put on on Sunday when they came back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win thirty. 39 to 37 and you know that that performance Stroud gave especially in the second half is part of the reason why we're sitting here today talking about a very interesting matchup between the Texans and the Bengals because look I'm not gonna lie to you James I thought without a shadow of a doubt that this was going to be a loss a blowout loss I thought that the Texans were going to be outmatched at the start of the season however when you take a look at how well CJ Stroud has played throughout the first seven games of his career. When you take a look at the fact that the offense has picked things up, um, the, the guys on the defensive side of the ball, they've been doing their thing. You take a look at the coaches. They are ahead of schedule in terms of their progression and development that we thought we was going to get at this stage in, in the season. However, the biggest storyline that's kind of put to the side, but I think is going to be even bigger in terms of how will this impact the game is the injuries that the Houston Texans are dealing with. I'm pretty sure from afar, you've been seeing it throughout the whole entire season. Basically ever since Scott Quisenberry went down with that MCL ACL tear that he sustained during the second week of training camp, the Houston Texans, they've been hit by a gauntlet of injuries and things actually got worse in that win against Tampa Bay. When you had guys like Jimmy Ward, MJ Stewart, um, Hassan's Ridgeway, even John Metchie, a guy who, you know, we wanted to see more of, but He went down with a real injury. So at the time of this recording, we haven't got the official injury report to see who's going to be out, who's going to be questionable, who's going to be probable for the game. But the injuries, especially to Jimmy Ward going up against a quarterback like Joe Burrow, you definitely got to make sure that your secondary is set. And to not have him on the field, potentially not have him on the field, is going to hinder this team.
0: Yeah, I think injuries, they're always tough when we do these crossovers because we just (laughs) – we don't know. As, as of recording, the the Jamar Chase back issue certainly lingers. I know he was sore mm-hmm. on Monday. I, I think he's – if I had to guess right now, I would guess that he's going to play. I don't know for sure. By the time this comes out, that could totally change. So that that's just part of it with podcasting and doing these crossovers. But I, I, the biggest story for the Bengals certainly coming into this game is very simple. They've officially dug themselves out of that one and three hole that they started in. And they're five and three with four straight. Can they keep it rolling? Can you beat this young upstart Texans team that I think surprised a lot of people last week? And CJ Stroud, obviously doing what he did. It, this this for some, san, a, a game sandwiched in between the Bills. And four days later, you have to play the the Ravens after this Texans game on Sunday. They play on Thursday Night Football in Week Eleven. I think people here. Before CJ Stroud's performance, before the win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, said, "Oh, that might be a trap game." Hmm. There's no trap game when you're facing a four and four Texans team that just uh, nearly scored what 40 points, and, and CJ <laughs> Stroud nearly threw f- 500 yards and, and set the rookie record. I I think that part is nice for the Bengals because it's like, "Oh, you have our attention." Not that they wouldn't, but there there's no sleepwalking here in this game, and I I, I think hmm. that that's. The storyline: Can the Bengals keep it going, especially with a Ravens team looming that leads the division, holds the tiebreaker over the Bengals? And you know it's a short week; you don't want to get caught looking ahead. I don't think they will, but but certainly this is a game at home that, that you want to get and, and, and bolster their playoff chances. At the same time, the Texans—they are playing well. I think they're well coached. That—that's the, the element of this that I I want to get into. Uh, at some point during this crossover, at least from afar, that's my thought Cody. but the home road splits. the reason you thought they were going to lose to Tampa last week is because they had just lost to carolina and and, and that was a that was an ugly game. I think they scored 13 points. It's not like that was a, a an offensive heavy game. W- what's been the difference with this team, this Houston team when they're at home versus on the road?
1: Uh, well, in terms of the difference between what took place against Carolina and Tampa Bay, it was basically the the play calling. Bobby Sloy opened the playbook. You know, down here in the city of Houston, we actually had a joke that with Kaimi Fairbear going out with the quad injury, you no longer had a kicker, which means that you – couldn't stay conservative and not only that you came into this game without your number one running back Damian Pierce and look unfortunately Damian Pierce has not had a a good sophomore campaign up until this point um so it was like even though you want to establish the run you know I think they had like seven or eight rushing yards at the half so clearly that wasn't working You know, it wasn't like okay, CJ, just get us, just get us, you know, in field goal range, and you know, when we get get the opportunity to do so, we'll just you know score three points, three points, and three points, just to kind of stay in range. However, because both of those guys was out, it was like okay, it kind of forced Bobby Slowy's hands to. Literally, literally open up the playbook more and trust his rookie quarterback who isn't playing like a rookie as of right now. And that's part of the reason why we saw a big difference between how they played against Carolina and how they played against Tampa Bay. Now, to answer your questions about the home and road split, I think that is probably the one notion that you can point to in terms of the Texans being a young team. Because, James, you've been around a very long time covering teams. You know when you have a young team, they do a lot better at home when they have an opportunity to sleep in their own bed, they in their own familiar territory, they don't have to do any traveling, they got friends and family in the stands. You know, it's just that comfortable environment, that a lot of the young guys actually feel you know and, and it's not just the roles and homes but that's just young guys in general i know a lot of people including myself have been really impressed by the production that we are seeing out of Tank Dell. because i'm not going to lie to you i saw tank Dell a little bit when he was playing with the university of houston Cougars, and when the texans drafted him in the third i was like uh, oh, you know i think that's kind of high but you know we'll see I did not see Tankdale being this important, playing this good and this this explosive for the Houston Texans this early. And a couple weeks ago, I believe it was after the victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I had an opportunity to do a quick one-on-one with him. And I asked him, you know, what's been one of the keys to your production this soon? And he told me, just being comfortable in the city of Houston, because it's a place that he already played in over the last two seasons. He already know where to go, where not to go. You know, he has his family and friends here and all this other good stuff. It's just that comfortable feel here that he considered his second home. It makes a lot of sense. And, When you take a look at the Houston Texans as a whole, especially with a lot of the young guys that they are throwing out there, it definitely makes a lot of sense as to why we see the Texans team be more successful inside NRG Stadium versus away. Now, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Given how bad home field advantage has been for this team over the last couple of years, look, I would definitely (laughs) want them to do better on the road, but I'll be okay. I'm okay with the success (laughs) that they have been having so far inside NRG Stadium
0: for sure and there's no reason to to sleep on them like i said there's a bunch of key matchups tank dell is involved in those matchups so let's get to that and and dive into these matchups that will likely determine sunday's outcome we will do that coming up next today's show is brought to you by doordash doordash is the place to go whether it's game day, whether it's Monday, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, when you're listening or watching us right now, why? Because you can get your favorite food and it's delivered right to your door. You can kick your feet up, order it from the comfort of your own home in the DoorDash app, and boom, it gets delivered. Now, I don't know about our Houston listeners. I know in Cincinnati, the weather's starting to change. It's a nice day today. It's going to get cooler. You don't want to go out. It's getting darker early because of the time change. DoorDash is perfect for you and some local spots. Shout out to Skyline. I've DoorDash Skyline multiple times during this football season. City Bird, I mention them all the time, at least once a week with DoorDash. And all you have to do is go into the App Store, download the DoorDash app, and you're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply, and, of course, pizza, wings, anything you could think of, it's on there. And you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. All right, Cody, let's get to some of these huge matchups that are going to determine the game. And I think... The first one for me starts with what we saw last week from this Houston offense. Explosive plays. Tank Dell, obviously. Nico Collins, uh, the the 85. Um, Brown making big plays as well. Had 100-plus yards receiving. CJ Stroud, there's a reason those numbers look so great. They were just crushing it. Explosive plays downfield. This Bengals defense, especially earlier in the season, they've gotten better at this, but it hasn't been perfect. They've given up explosive plays, and they've had some issues there. And so I think that's a big factor, especially early on. You don't want the rookie quarterback getting into a rhythm and picking up where he left off and, and finding one of these guys deep downfield for a big play. The explosive plays. Who wins that battle? I think that's a huge, huge matchup going into Sunday.
1: Yeah, and and that's where I'm looking at this from a standpoint. You know, can the Houston Texans, you know, sustain what they did in the second half against Tampa Bay? But, you know, when you go back and you take a look at how well C.J. Stroud played, how well this offense was able to move the ball, um, you have to give credit to the offensive line. An offensive line who did allow a couple pressures, an offensive line who did allow a couple sacks in Sunday's win. Now you go into Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. You're looking at it. You're looking at opportunity where you got to go against, in my opinion, one of the league's best defensive linemen and Trey Hendrickson. And this is a guy who has already recorded what about eight to nine sacks on the season. And look, the Houston Texans offensive line has been a roller coaster. There's been moments where they kept the pocket clean for C.J., and that's part of the reason why he has had opportunities to go out there and make a lot of these explosive plays, not just Tampa Bay, but against Jacksonville, but but against the New Orleans Saints, especially in that first half, um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, there's been moments where the offensive line have struggled. It made it a very long day for C.J. Stroud, which means they could not go out there and get those explosive plays, and I'm looking at this from a standpoint where the offensive line, they got to make sure that they find some type of stability to get back to how they was. They played a very, in my opinion, okay game Sunday. A lot of the struggles that we did see did come in the first half. However, when you have trail on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and look, they have done a pretty solid job in terms of protecting the opposing team's best pass rusher. They did a very good job on what they did a very good job on Cam Jordan a couple of weeks ago, and it's like you have to make sure that you replicate that success in order to give CJ Stroud and this offense an opportunity to go inside Cincinnati and actually take care of business like we all hope they can do.
0: Yeah, I think that that's such a key, right? Is is mm-hmm. slowing down Trey and, and being able to keep him. Upright, because if so, if he's able to extend plays and and keep his eyes downfield, well, someone's going to get open at some point. And so I Hmm. think that's a a huge, huge factor. On the the flip side, this Bengals offense, what they've done over the past four games, they've scored on their first two possessions in each of the past four games, touchdowns in in each of their past three games in back-to-back possessions. So they're playing with a lead. They're getting out to a good start. They're giving their defense the ability to kind of tee off a bit and get after opposing quarterbacks, Joe Burrow has just been on fire. They've been able to keep him upright and protect him. That includes on the road against the 49ers. He went back-to-back games against Seattle and San Francisco, completing 17 of 19 to start the game in each of those games. And then against the Bills on their first two drives, he was 11 of 14 in a touchdown, and, and they scored two touchdowns, like I said. So a fast start has been such a key for this Bengals offense, and they've gotten into a rhythm early on. How do you think Houston's defense matches up with Joe Burrow and
1: company? Whew, that, that's what scares me. If this defense was healthy, I would say they, they will match up very well. Um, if they had an opportunity to go inside Cincinnati with Derrick Stingley Jr. as your number two cornerback. And look, sure, yeah. I, I know there's questions surrounding Jamar Chase's availability for this game. But I'm pretty sure that he's going to try to give it a go, which means that the Texans secondary is going to be in a situation where they're going to have to slow down one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, and that's Chase alongside T. Higgins. And I look at this from a standpoint, you have to find a way to contain both of those guys. And look, Shaq Griffin has done a pretty solid job filling in for Darius Stingley Jr. in his injury, there's been moments, in my opinion, where I could say, you know what, I think he might have looked better, only because he was a veteran and has more experience. However, there's been moments where I'm looking at Shaq Griffin, I'm thinking to myself, all right, Darius Stingley, come on, man, you 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 gotta come back, man. We we gotta get you back out there on the field, and as of right now, it doesn't seem like he's going to be back anytime soon. And there's only so much that Stephen Nelson, who has put together. If I'm being honest, uh, somewhat Pro Bowl caliber season up until this point, but there's only so much he can do. But when I take a look at the Texans secondary as a whole, slowing down the Bengals' offense, especially with those two wide receivers along with a top five, top three quarterback and Joe Burrow, the, the defensive backfield is what worries me because like I mentioned in the first segment, Jimmy Ward, he went down. With a hamstring injury against the tampa bay buccaneers i'm not expecting him to suit up for this game because we all know hamstring injuries could be tricky not mm-hmm. only that you also got to take a look at how much their depth has been hampered because you lost mj stewart i believe the play or the or, or the or the following play later and then in the win against the pittsburgh steelers eric murray who was playing fairly well as mm-hmm. a backup to help with the depth purposes He went down with a knee injury. So there's three safeties right there that you probably will not have Sunday against Cincinnati. And I think that is where this this matchup on the defensive side of the ball gets really, really scary, for me at least.
0: Yeah, I I look at the the defense, and I I see especially the defensive line. I see names I know. Obviously, Will Anderson, they traded up and got him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, Jerry Hughes. How has this front been? Have they been able to get after the the quarterback? They're giving up just over 20 points per game. It's not like this defense is just getting crushed every single week. Is, is it because of this defensive line? Are they disrupting things a bit, or have they been uh, uh, struggled a little bit this year?
1: Oh, the, the defensive line been good, um, especially right. Will Anderson Jr. However, yeah. it goes back to injuries because Will Anderson Jr., he was nicked up a little bit in the game against Tampa Bay and Sheldon Rankins, who has been very well for the Houston Texans throughout this throughout this season he has missed the previous two games with a knee injury so it's like okay what are we doing here but this this defensive front man that that defensive line has looked really good and i know if a lot of people look at the numbers they not they may not think that will anderson jr is having a phenomenal season but the impact that he has had on that defensive line unit says a lot especially due to the attention that he is getting i I believe it was Going into last week's game, I had found a stack where he was top five in double teams. Due to the attention that he is getting, that has opened up the door for guys like a Jonathan Gunnar, who is currently leading this team, I believe, with like seven and a half to eight sacks as of right now this season. That's part of the reason why you've seen guys like Malik Collins get in and have an opportunity to disrupt the quarterback. And even though the stat numbers aren't there, I think as of right now, the Texans might have somewhere in the ballpark of like 17 sacks, which is like somewhere in the bottom of the league. They have done a really good job creating pressures on the quarterback. And there has been moments where, whether it was Lamar Jackson, whether it was Kenny Pickett, and I know Kenny Pickett got his own issues going on, but Derek Carr. Um, You know, Trevor Lawrence in the game where they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have been moments where they have made this, they have created so much pressure and disruption on the quarterbacks where it made it hard for them to get into a rhythm. And James, you know, if a quarterback can't get into a rhythm, it's going to be a long day for your offense. And that's basically what we have been seeing throughout the first seven games of the season. Except for What'd the game you, against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know what was going on. And Desmond Ritter <laughs> ended up having a career day. That, that that was just a bad day at that point.
0: <laughs> a bad day at that point. We'll, uh, we'll see what the Bengals have to do, their path to making the Texans have a bad Sunday, and vice versa. What do the Texans have to do to win on Sunday? We will get to that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Jay's Case. We spend a lot of time together, and we get fired up. With wins, losses, who starts, who sits, because, well, we're talking football always here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, well, it's time to have a a personal chat. Uh, We just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? You can bring on extended travel. Bring the natural disaster chain supply issue. You are covered, and you are covered with Jace Medical, go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace: "Quote: I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it, and instead of having to cut pills in half, I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an anti- antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies." I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily medicine, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. All right, the path to victory for the Houston Texans. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're this fun, young, upstart team that has certainly surprised some through the first eight weeks of the season. Cody, what do they have to do to upset the Bengals on Sunday?
1: There's two things they have to do. One, they got to find a way to continue to cause disruption on opposing teams quarterback. And, and James, before moving on, I do want to ask you, how has Joe Burrow looked, you know, with you guys winning? I believe it was, what, five of the last six games, somewhere along those lines?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's looked much better. And in mm-hmm. that calf, that calf has it certainly hampered him early on, but – over the past two weeks specifically, moving in the pocket, able to push the ball down the field, his accuracy is back. I mentioned how quick he's been able to start games and get into a rhythm early on. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different player. It looks much, much different. So I think that that's the key. Can you make sure that he keeps the ball rolling? That that's certainly one of my path to to victory. Yeah. If Joe Burrow's playing <laughs> Sorry, the way I Joe jumped Burrow's playing. No, you're, but 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 it, it's fine because that's mm-hmm. that's a big part of it is having Joe Burrow play at that elite level uh, against San Francisco. He's 28 of 32 for 283 last week. Uh, similar numbers and, and threw for 300 plus yards for the first time uh, this year. So it's it, it's one of those things where if you have a quarterback playing at that level, like you saw last week,
1: mm-hmm. but when your
0: quarterback plays at a really really high level and puts up big numbers, your team is tough to beat.
1: And I'm glad that you told me that because I had an opportunity to finally watch him in a game against um, the Bills, And I'm I'm looking at Joe. I said, okay, this is the Joe that I like. This is the Joe that is an MVP caliber player that has done some really good things so far in his short career. But I also looked at it from a standpoint that the Texans defense need to make sure on all three levels that they do everything they can. The defensive front, you got to make sure that you continue to make these quarterbacks uncomfortable. And for the second and third levels, you got to make sure that you keep your eyes on the – on a swivel, you live up to Costa D'Amico Ryan's um, swarm mentality defense and make plays on the ball, especially that secondary. And I know I've talked a lot about the secondary injuries, but that is the most concerning thing for me because I'm like, okay, even if they start the game out good, will the guys that you rely upon to back up and fill the vacancy for a lot of your top players, most definitely a Jimmy Ward. We have seen this – this defensive backfield with and without a Jimmy Ward. And trust me, it is not that good without a Jimmy Ward. And then the guys that made it at least sustainable, both of those guys and MJ Stewart, Eric Murray, both of those guys are going to be out for this game. This game most likely, but that is the number one key to victory contain Joe Burrow and make sure that you do not have a game where Jamar chase and, or T Higgins go off because like I mentioned, two, of the best dynamic wide receiver duos in this league. And, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, I always say this, consistency. I think that's the one thing that whether it's CJ, whether it's, you know, his weapons in terms of this wide receiving core, the offensive line, or offensive coordinator Bobby Floyd, you have to find a way to stay consistent because there's been moments where they go out there and showcase that they can put up 25, 30 Almost forty points, and then there's been moments where, i.e., the game against the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, where you don't even get to twenty because you want to be conservative and try to establish the run. So just just stay consistent at what works on the on the offensive side of the ball.
0: For the Bengals, obviously, I already mentioned Joe Burrow and and getting him going and, and keeping that passing offense at a high level. You mentioned it as well. I think that goes a long way. But the other part of this, and and we've talked a lot about their fast starts on offense. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for this defense to get off to a fast start against C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and Nico Collins. And, And to just let this offense know that they're not going to pick up where they left off against Tampa Bay, where they were just firing on all cylinders and really, really hot, I think that's important for the Bengals. Because if a young team gets some confidence early in the game on the road, and, and that fire's going, it's tough to put it out sometimes, even though this defense has been really good and has uh, rebounded after giving up opening touchdowns to the Bills and the Seahawks, just naming a few recent games for the Bengals that they ended up winning, and the defense rebounded. But you don't want to have to rebound this week. I think you want to get off to a quick start on defense, take control that way, and not let C.J. Stroud get into a rhythm, certainly not let their ground attack get going at all. You mm-hmm. mentioned the struggles on the ground. If you can do that, I, I like their chances at home. And, and I, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I don't know, prediction-wise, exactly what I'll I'll do score-wise. I, I can do that on, on Thursday's episode of Locked On Bengals. But I'll pick the Bengals in this one. I, I do think that it, it could be a more competitive game than most thought when the schedule came out and, and they were oh, playing yeah, the schedule definitely. game. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to watch it, for sure. And in, in so the storylines, it's a bigger game. I could see the Texans winning. I'm not going to dismiss that, but I know I'll take the Bengals in this one.
1: Hmm. Um, I could see the Texans winning, too. But once again, my concerns for these injuries at key positions, um, I, I think at some point it might hamper their ability to win against one of the best teams in the AFC on um, one of the best teams in the league, if you're being honest. And, you know, I'm looking at Cincinnati from afar every single week. It seems like you guys are, you know, gaining that momentum, that steam of, of getting back to the level that you guys were last year. Um, and I look at the Texans. I'm like, I think this game can definitely be a measuring stick in terms of to see how realistic the quote unquote playoff run. We're all hoping that we get here in the city of Houston, but I just think maybe more so in the second half the absences to a lot of these guys might turn in favor of Cincinnati and James, as you mentioned, and for what I saw against the bills, Joe Burrow is starting to get it going. Not saying CJ can't match him toe for toe, but I just think that this one might go in favor of, of, of Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. I I think that's the fun part is they have a good relationship. I know Burrow gave, CJ, some advice earlier in the year, or at least coming into the season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, CJ is going to be excited for this one going toe to toe with Burrow. A few years ago, Burrow was in the same position going up against different guys in the league. So, mm-hmm. it, th- that part will certainly be fun. I'm excited about this matchup. For more on this matchup, make sure you check out the Locked On Texans podcast, the Locked On Bengals podcast. We will have you set and get you ready for it. And of course, have post game reaction as well on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts so for cody davis of locked on texans i'm james erpine thank you so much for listening to a locked on network crossover